Welcome home to philosophy, where we wonder about everything and anything is possible. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, the Laughing Philosopher. Life is complicated. The world is complicated. And you are complicated. Figuring out how to live a happy, meaningful life, guided by wisdom and reason, is not easy. Is life a game? What is love? Should I fear death? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, you've been told how to behave, how to fit in, and how to fulfill other people's expectations. You fear that you will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others if you think for yourself and question the rules and roles you've been told define you. Wisdom and reason will remove this illusion so you can live authentically in the world around you, find your true purpose, and become your real self. Welcome to episode 80. Is having children morally wrong? Henry David Thoreau said, if a man does not keep pace with his companions, perhaps it is because he hears a different drummer. Let him step to the music he hears, however measured or far away. What's individuality anyway? It's the principle that you should find your own unique higher purpose rather than imitating others or worse, unthinkingly obeying the majority's conventional rules and expectations. Humans are inherently good. You have good sense and a good conscience, so you should trust your own judgment and insight rather than the majority's opinion or the beliefs of biblical characters who lived hundreds of years before you were born and didn't know germs cause disease or the world is round. Other people's attitudes, feelings, and beliefs are things outside yourself that you cannot control. Inside yourself, your own attitudes, feelings, and beliefs are up to you and in your power to control. So, why are you so anxious about how you look from the outside? Isn't it more important how you feel about yourself from the inside? From the outside, you are expected to live a conventional life. Living a conventional life means marriage and a family just as being a triangle means having three sides. Having children is what naturally happens. Married and childless is unnatural. However, the sole aim of living is a happy and successful life. To be happy, your life must be a success, and a successful life is a conscious 
intentional and deliberate one, not an unthinking and unreflecting one, but a life of conscious choices, intentional decisions, and deliberate actions. Following the majority, without even wondering where it's going or why, has never been a guarantee of success or happiness. The majority elected Hitler. The majority voted to kill Socrates. The majority rewards conformity and punishes individuality. The majority is always running toward the very thing it should be running away from. From the outside, you may act like most people and live a conventional life. But from time to time, on the inside, don't you feel crucified? Is procreation morally wrong? Procreation is often not a conscious choice, but automatic. You wouldn't let anyone steal your car or your money, yet you allow a stranger to take from you the one thing that cannot be earned or bought back. Freedom. With parenthood, comes greater responsibilities and greater demands on your time and attention. You don't have to say yes. With children come a lifetime of new obligations and expectations to live up to. Raising a baby is a gargantuan challenge. You don't have to go to the same place where everyone else goes. Stop allowing the majority to deceive you. Many new parents reject the cult of compulsory joy. Of all the advice new parents despise, the winner is cherish every moment. You don't have to accept every invitation to every party. Stop defining your happiness how others define theirs. Children are not a gift. Even so, you don't have to accept every gift life throws at you. Stop living how others live. You've been told you have no choice. You always have a choice. You can say no and step to the music you hear. Stop trying to keep up with the majority. Is procreation on your to-do list of what matters most to you? When you draw down your relationships to the ones that matter most to you, is raising a child among them? When you draw down to the meaningful, and let go of the meaningless. Do you really want to be a parent? You don't buy every new version of your mobile phone. 
You don't have to buy every new relationship offered to you. Procreation ought to be a choice. More often, people become parents by default, under pressure, and in the absence of opposition or a better alternative. People trip, stumble, and fall into parenthood. Not a conscious choice, not an intentional decision, not a deliberate action. Procreation is automatic and unthinking. To live a conscious and deliberate life, don't do anything, don't accept anything, and don't permit anything into your life before asking and answering three questions. How much? Why? And for what? This is known as antinatalism. It's the philosophical perspective that procreation is morally wrong and humans ought to stop reproducing themselves. It is better for you not to have been born. The antinatalism arguments from South African philosopher David Benatar are the strongest and most convincing, I believe. So, why have children? How much? Why? For what? How much? The price of procreation is not measured with dirty little rectangular pieces of paper with pictures of dead people on them. Money was only created so humans don't kill each other when they're hungry or need a place to sleep when it rains. The real price of procreation is the number of heartbeats humans must exchange for it. Procreation demands a heavy price from humanity. 20,000 people die every day from hunger. Someone commits suicide every 40 seconds. In the 20th century, 109.7 million humans died in conflict-related deaths between nations. The number of children under the age of five dying from preventable causes is over 14,000 a day. Worldwide, one billion people live on less than one dollar a day. And 9.2% of the world survives on less than $1.90 a day. The man who woke up, Siddhartha Gautama, the Buddha, founded the fourth largest religion on this planet based on the principle that at every moment life is suffering. If each couple 
has three children over 10 generations, then 88,572 new persons will be created. In 1960, the world's population was 3 billion. Today, on Tuesday, November 15, 2022, the world's population reached 8 billion. That's a lot of avoidable pain and preventable suffering. Do you think some of these people would be better off not to have been born? Why do we invest more thoughtful, rational decision-making in whether or not to adopt a dog, buy a car, or own a home, than in whether to create a new person? Procreation ought to be a rational decision and not simply the result of rule-following and role-playing. Society exerts great pressure on you to procreate, but you are an individual and you have a choice. Why? A person has no moral right to inflict serious, preventable harms on others without their consent. If one wishes to take an action that affects someone else, especially adversely, and it's not possible to obtain their consent, then the morally correct decision is not to take such action. Procreation is morally wrong because it is impossible to obtain consent from the human who will be brought into existence. No one can predict exactly the fate of their child in the real-life world. But it is irrefutable that the child will be exposed to a multitude of risks and dangers, such as extreme poverty, crime, hunger, and abuse and will suffer the pains of old age, disease, and death. A new person is created for the benefit of their parents, but it is impossible to create someone for their own benefit without their consent. Without obtaining their consent, a new person is never an end in itself, but is used merely as a means to an end, benefiting others. And this is morally wrong. A new person ought to be created for their own good, not just to benefit and reward others. In response to his 2006 book, Better Never to Have Been, David Benatar received the following letter. I've been diagnosed with a serious congenital 
heart disease when I was just 18. And today, in my early 20s, I suffer from severe heart failure and malignant arrhythmia that threaten to kill me. My heart has almost stopped many times, and I deal with the fear of sudden death each day of my existence. I am petrified by fear of death and the agony and torment of imminent death is indescribable. I don't have much time left and the unavoidable will happen soon. My life has been pure hell and I don't even know what to think anymore. Certainly, sentencing someone to such a world is the worst of all crimes and a serious moral violation. If it wasn't by my parents' selfish desire, I wouldn't be here today, suffering what I suffer for no reason at all. I could have been spared in the absolute peace of non-existence, but I am here living this daily torture. For what? First, a better world would have more good and less evil. Suffering is evil. Less suffering is good and less evil. Procreation expands the number of targets on which pain and suffering take place and create more, not less, evil in the world. Second, coming into existence creates both good and bad experiences, both positive and negative outcomes, both pain and pleasure. Not coming into existence creates neither pain nor pleasure. The absence of pain is good. Good, even when there is not someone who is experiencing this good. However, the absence of pleasure is not bad. It's not bad because no one exists to be deprived of this good. To be born is to experience pain, which is bad, and pleasure, which is good. Not to have been born is to experience no pain, which is good, and no pleasure, which is not bad. Bottom line, not to have been born is a better bargain. Third, the purpose of life is not procreation. If it were life's only purpose, then children and seniors would have no right to life since they can't procreate. Fourth, humans have a moral obligation not to deliberately create unhappy people people who will experience unavoidable pain and suffering. 
However, we have no moral obligation to create happy people. That a child may be happy is not a morally good reason to create it. But that a child may suffer a troubled, unhappy life is an important and morally justifiable reason not to create it. And fifth, humans are a sick, deeply flawed, and self-destructive species. Humanity and its profound discontents are responsible for inflicting pain, suffering, and death on billions of humans. If the same level of pain and destruction were caused by dogs or cats or any other species, our reason, wisdom, and compassion would cause humans to stop any new members of that morally repugnant species from being brought into existence. Raising a baby ought to be a conscious, intentional, and deliberate choice. It should be based on strong reasons and critical thinking, not lame excuses and uncritical assumptions. On your own good judgment and good sense, not other people's selfish wishes and ancient traditions. No, ma'am, having a child will not save your bad marriage. It would be one of the greatest triumphs of humanity, said Sigmund Freud. If we could succeed in raising the responsible act of procreating children to the level of a deliberate and intentional activity and in freeing it from its entanglement with the necessary satisfaction of a natural need. Are you thinking of procreation? Ask and answer yourself. How much? Why? And for what? better person. Think for yourself. Question everything. Accept nothing that does not agree with your own reason and good sense. And I promise you, despite its sham and drudgery, you will get on pretty well in this crazy world. I'm Dr. Robert Corey. Until we meet again, be good.